through Abraham. Amen? Amen. So basically, Abraham was called by the Lord. Okay, Abraham saw, God saw Abraham and said, Abraham, you know what? I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. I'm going to make a great nation from you. What's the nation that came from Abraham? The nation of Israel, the chosen nation, God's people. Today we're all God's people. Amen? Amen. So God said to Abraham, Abraham, you know what? I'm going to make you into a great nation. All right? I'm going to use you. I will use you for my glory. I will use you. Abraham said, okay, I'll go. So Abraham went. God said he will bless Abraham. Now you got to know, as this time, as the story goes along through Genesis 14th all the way to, to 22, where I'm going to be preaching today, throughout all that time, we all know that Abraham's getting older. As you get older, you know, certain body parts are not able to do the function that they're supposed to do. Come on, all right? You know? And so the time where God had came to Abraham and said, I'm going to make you into a great nation and you will have a son. Abraham was 100 years old. Sarah was 90 I'm talking about we have we have uh, technology today that will get a woman, you know, in her upper maybe 40s. You're looking at maybe 50s granted to get her pregnant at that time. But still at that age is very dangerous and highly improbable. Okay, it doesn't happen. That's not natural. And God said to Abraham at the age of 100, he's like, you're going to have a son. Come on now, somebody that should get you excited. You know, like God can do all things. Right. It's like, man, that's I read that. And that man. They're crazy. <laughs> Looking at how is that possible? But yet God blessed Abraham. Abraham had a son named Isaac. Amen? And so Abraham had this son. His name was Isaac. All right? Y'all follow me? God called Abraham. Abraham said, you know what? You're going to have a son. God gave him the son. Even at the old age, nothing's impossible for God. Okay? So Abraham had Isaac. And now you have to look at it like this. Isaac was the visual of God's promise to Abraham. You know, you know, sometimes God makes us promises, you know, God keeps his promises. But, you know, for us, it's hard to believe what we can't see. You see, Abraham didn't have that problem. Even though he was old, he trusted God. And then I mean, Isaac came along. So you have his son, Isaac. Every time that Abraham looked over at his son, Isaac, he saw, man, God blessed me. God has blessed me. How do I know God is real? That's my son. That's my son. I love my son. I love my son. All right? So we're going to take it to verse, on our verse, Genesis 22. And that's where we're going to get started. And the title of the chapter is Abraham Tested. Abraham Tested. All right? You can write. I want you guys to take notes. All right? Take notes, please, because you guys are going to learn some stuff. And I don't want you learning this in the next week. Be like, what did Adam preach about? No, we taking notes so we can write it down. You know what? So the enemy comes out through it this week. Like, no, no, enemy, this, this is what God's word says. This is what I'm learning. Amen? Amen. So you could put down for your title, Walking by Faith. We're in Genesis 22. Genesis 22, Walking by Faith. Abraham tested. Okay? Okay, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Y'all there say amen. Amen. 
Verse 1. Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you loved, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Early next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place that God had told him about. Verse 4. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Verse 6. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went up together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied. The fire and the wood are here, Isaac said. But where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. Verse 9. When they reached the place God had told them about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Verse 10. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from, to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your one and only son. Amen. Hallelujah. Walking by faith. We can all say that Abraham was walking by faith. Amen. I'm going to jot down five things. When it comes to walking by faith, you got to do these things. You know, there's no specific, specific order, but let's get these things down. When walking in faith, let's make sure we do these things. Amen. Number one, believe in God's word. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Believe in God's word. As, as dumb as that might seem, like, of course, we're going to have to believe in God's word. If we're going to take orders from God, we're going to have to believe that God exists. And for us to believe that God exists, we have to believe that he's leading us the right way. And now you know what? Believe in God's word. Amen. Believe in God's word. The Bible says in Romans 10:17, faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Amen. Amen. God made a covenant with Abraham, all right? A covenant is a promise. So we take it back a little bit. God made a promise to Abraham. He said, through your offspring, I will make into a great nation. Now, here you go. In Genesis 22, Abraham tested. God told Abraham one day, take your son and sacrifice him. How many of you know that? If anyone were in his place... That will cause us to doubt, right? Like, man, God, you just, hold on one second, God, you told me through my offspring. Now, here's my son. Here is the visual of my promise that you said I'm going to be into a great nation. You want me to take him and sacrifice him. I want you guys to open up your Bible to Hebrews 11, verses 17 through 9. Hebrews 11, 17 through 9. When you're there, say amen. Amen, it says, verse 17. By faith, 
Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son. Even though God has said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could raise the dead. And figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from the dead. Amen. Basically, when God tells you to do something, let's believe in God's word. Amen. Let's walk by faith. Number one, believe in God's word. Amen. Abraham was tested. And I want to share with you guys today. You guys are going to get some tests. Come on now. Y'all are going to get some tests. I and mean, they're going to come in different shapes and sizes. I'm not saying you're going to have to be like Abraham. You're going to have to, to sacrifice something on an altar. Be like, man, God, I only got one cat. You know, my God, I love that cat. Man, you promised me more kittens. I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to be like that. You're going to have to literally kill something, you know. But tests come in different shapes and sizes. When God tells you, go speak to that person over there. Go speak to that person over there. I will use you. Go speak to that person over there. Or how about this one? You see that person on that wheelchair? Go pray for her. And in my name, she'll be healed. Come on now. God will test you like that. God will test you. He'll put it in your heart to go do things for his glory. Not for any of us to show off. Oh, look what I could do. Oh, look at me. I'm blessed. No, 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 no. God will take what you have and use it for his glory. Look at Abraham. He took his son, his one and only son, to use it for his glory. Amen. Amen. You guys have to know this is the second part. Number two. When walking by faith, you need to be humble. You need to be humble and obedient. Amen? Amen. Let's go back to Genesis 22. Hallelujah. Genesis 22. And we'll take it up at verse 2. Then God said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. Verse 3, early the next morning. You see, Abraham didn't wait. Oh, God, I don't know if I heard you right that time. So let me give it a week. Let me see if you still want me to do that. No, no, verse 3. Early the next morning, Abraham got up, saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Listen up, people. When walking in faith, you need to be humble and obedient. Because if Abraham was not humble and obedient, he could say, Psh, God, you serious? That's my son. Hold on, God. You may be God, but that's my son. I love my son. That's my promise you gave to me. Hold on a second. I don't, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that. How many of us today have told God, God, I'm not feeling that. I'm not feeling that hanging out with those people that everybody rejects. I'm not feeling that. I'd rather hang out with my friends, you know, when we're cool. We cool, we hang out. I'm not feeling sitting next to that person. They're all by themselves, man. Ah, oh, everybody makes fun of them. God, are you serious? You want me to talk to them? No, I'm not feeling that. Come on, somebody. How many of us throughout the week, God has been talking to us just to see if you will be obedient. Go talk to that person. 
spend some time in prayer. Man, God, I'm not feeling that right now. You know what? I'd rather do my way instead of your way. Come on, somebody. You know, be humble and obedient. And think about it. Early the next morning, when God says something, how many of y'all know you get up and you do it? You get up from your seat and you do it. I don't care if God tells you to run around this church five times saying God is good. You do it. You might look like a fool to the world, but to God's eyes, you're pleasing him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You know, when God speaks, you get it done. God speaks, you get it done. Let's look at James 2, verses 21 to 24. Work that word, somebody. Work that word, work that word. Amen. James 2, verses 21 through 24. It goes a little something like this. Was not our ancestor Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. Verse 22, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is justified by what he does and not by faith alone. Amen. God tells you to do something. Believe in God's word. Let's be humble and obedient. We get up and do it when God says, not your time, his time. Amen. Or don't wait a couple of weeks till you get it done. You get it done when God tells you. Amen. And I want to add on to this. You know, I feel we can learn a lot from this. Be humble and obedient. You know, let's be humble and obedient when our leaders tell us something to do. Let's be humble and obedient when our pastors tell us something to do. Let's be humble and obedient when someone above us tells us to do something. I got a testimony about that, man. I want to share a little bit. Can I share? Amen. Y'all not helping me out. Can I share today? Amen. Come on now. Okay, well, last week, you know how, you know, we had like a little... You know, birthday thingy for Adolfo, myself, and Belle, right? And so we were all hanging out. It was really cool. We had, you know, the cake, and everybody was here. It was really, it was really chill. And so after that, everybody knows that after service and after everything is done, what, what do we do? We, go t- we clean up. <laughs> Amen. We clean up this place. We ain't going to leave the house of God a mess. Amen. <laughs> we clean up. Then we go out to eat. <laughs> we got to get it in order. <laughs> Amen. We clean up. And so, you know, it was my birthday. They had a cake for me. I was feeling special. I ain't going to lie. You know, it surprised me. It was cool. But what happens? It was time to clean up. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's my birthday. I don't really have to do nothing because, you know, everybody's. I didn't say that, but I was thinking it. Because if I would have said that, I would have got something quicker. Anyways, so people are doing stuff, and I'm watching them. And I'm just standing around, you know. And, and sooner or later, Susie gets a hold of me just standing around. <laughs> I was just standing around. She's like, Adam, what are you doing? Well, I'm not doing anything, you know. Oh, that's good. Well, you can clean the toilets. <laughs> I, I was not feeling that. I wanted to tell her, sister, God's calling me to them chairs over there. You see that? That's where God's calling me. Not a, so what? what God, Susie told me to do that. 
I could have said that. Nah, Susie, find somebody else to do it. But what? Being humble and obedient, you go and you do it, no matter what it is. You know? Not boasting in myself, but through humble and obedience, that will get you a long way. Don't miss out on what God has for you because you're prideful and rebellious. Come on now. Be humble and obedient. Amen. When walking by faith, number three, worship God. I love this one. When walking by faith, worship God. Amen. Let's go back to Genesis 22. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 22. Let's start. Let's start in verse 3. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and saddled his donkey. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back. We will worship when walking in faith, worship God. When walking by faith, worship God. You guys know what you do when you worship something. We have worship up here before we get into the, to the message, you know. But do you know what worship is? When you worship something, you give it your time, your full attention. You give it everything you got. You give it your heart. You adore it. That's when you worship something. When walking by faith, worship God. Nothing else. You know, I want to give you examples. You know, today in this culture, young people, man, it goes to young people. You can find this to the sixth, fifth, to starting in fifth grade, you know, all the way up. You know, for ladies, come on now. Ladies, do we worship men? Adam Day, no way I'm worshiping no man. Mm-mm, no, sir. Mm-mm, no. But do, do, do we really? It doesn't look like that. It's not like we get on our feet and we praise the man. But what do we seek? What do we seek? What do we give our heart to? And you know what, that, that boy, man. Sometimes we look for a relationship to fill the place that God is supposed to fill. And so in reality, we're worshiping it. We adore it. We're putting something before God. God says, don't put anything before me. Worship God. Worship God. Man, come on now. Man, what goes to your mind? You know, your evil little mind. Come on now. It ain't just for the ladies. Come on now, man. Let's be honest. You know, worship God. Amen. When walking by faith. When walking by faith, Abraham, man, this man is a titan of faith. He kept on going. Amen. When walking by faith. Build up your faith. Speak God's word. All right? When walking by faith, this is number four, build up your faith. Speak God's word. You need to remain in faith. You know, throughout this whole time, when Abraham was being tested by God, what did he do? He built up his faith. He built it up. Let's go back to the scriptures. Abraham answered in verse 8. 
Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. He had faith. He said, God, I know you got this. I know you got this. And then before that, when his servants asked him, where are you going? He said, stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship. He's going to say, I'm going to come back to you. Because God had told him to go up to that mountain and say, kill your son. Sacrifice him there. The whole time, Abraham says, you know what, Lord? I'm trusting in you. You said, through my son, I'm going to have a judge. God, I'm trusting you. We going to come back. We going to come back. You see, God told Abraham to go up there with this one thing in his mind. Abraham was obedient to it. No matter how hard, no matter how uncomfortable, no matter how much fear and doubt he could have had, he trusted God. He trusted God. Build up your faith. Speak God's word. Remain in faith. You always walk by faith. You never stop walking. You find a lot of people today that come to church that take those first steps in faith. You see them. You see them at their front. They'll go, great. Let me give them life to the Lord. And they're taking them baby steps or faith. And we want to encourage them. We're going. And then they start walking. They stop walking. As a matter of fact, they don't stop, they don't stop there. They turn the other way. They backslide. Remain in faith. Walk by faith. See, Bible says you walk by faith, not by what you see. Not by what you see, because what you see can sometimes deceive what you have in your heart, what God promised you. Come on, somebody. God told Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son. What Abraham saw in front of himself, what he could have seen. My son's going to die. My son's going to die. Man, God, my son's going to die. But he kept on walking by faith. Yeah, God told him to kill his son. God, my son's dead already. You told me to do it. But I'm walking in faith, God. I know you can raise him back up. Walking by faith. Always don't stop walking. I want to encourage you guys. How do you do that? When you walk by faith. When you walk by faith. How do we do that? You know, sometimes, Adam, you say walk by faith. Okay. (laughs) Am I walking in faith now? How about this? (laughs) Am I walking in faith? No. How? You pray. Pray. Pray, pray, pray. Write that down. Pray. You pray. You fellowship with one another. You encourage each other in God's word. I heard this quote one time from a pastor. He said, is your person, is the friend, a close friend of yours, stronger in the Lord for the time he spent with you, or is he weaker? Come on now. What do we talk about when we spend time with our brothers and sisters in the Lord? What do we talk about? Are we talking about God's goodness? Are we testifying the things as God is doing in our life? Or are we talking about, man, uh, you see that new, the new PS3 game or whatever? It's raw. It's raw. Ladies, what are we talking about? Mm, I'm going to get my nails done. <laughs> I don't know if y'all talk about that, but I'm trying up here. You know, I'm trying. You know, encourage each other. Pray. Pray. When you get together, man, God is good, man. He's been moving in my life. I'm seeing my brother come to the Lord. Hallelujah. What about you? Man, God's been moving in my life, man. My whole room's been shaking when I'm praying. Come on now. Pray. Encourage each other. Build up your faith. Come on now. Amen. The best part of all, this whole thing has been the best part, but we're going to get into the more. This is right here. Let's start reading. In verse 9, Genesis 22, verse 9, it says, When they reached 
the place that God had told them about. Abraham built an altar, and they arranged the wood on it. See, he wasn't stopping. You see, he wasn't making, like, no little fire so his son can get, like, a little burnt. No, he was going to cook his son. You know, sir? See, that boy was going to get toasty. You know? He arranged the wood on it. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar. You see, he, he could have let his son, all right, mijo, when this fire goes up, you jump over it, okay? You jump over it. I'm not going to tie you up, but you jump over it so that God can see. God, he got away. You see, he wasn't like that. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. How many of y'all been camping before? This is blowing my mind. Just picture it. You know how when you stack wood in order to make it burn right, what do you do, Adolfo? You stack it what? What position? Okay, well, with the Indians, I'm going to take it way back. Adolfo might not know. He's not Indian. But what the Indians do when the teepees, you know what I'm saying? They built it like in a little cone shape. They built it in a little cone shape. And inside that cone, you have like more things that are like the fire up and to keep it going, you know? So imagine Isaac, Abraham taking his son, and putting him on top of how uncomfortable that felt. And I'm just picturing that, man, he's really going to go through with this. He is going to go through with this. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. Let's keep on going. Verse 10. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Now, real fast before I keep on going. I remember when I was the age of eight, because that's when I first started playing baseball. The age of eight, back in my old church, we had this... Um, this little picture on the wall. It was like a calendar, you know, a calendar by the library we had in our in our church. And that picture was always there, even though the month kept on changing. No one bothered to change it. And I'd always saw it and noticed it because, I mean, no one changed it. You know, but one day, you know, I said, man, I always see that, but I want to look closer. So I got up closer and looked at this picture. And this picture, you know what I saw? What I saw was like the picture of Abraham taking his son Isaac and putting him on the altar. And you had Isaac bound up like this, like seriously, like no joke. And Abraham was straight up like this. And the picture and the detail of it, I was like, whoa. You know, because I've always been heard the story of Abraham when I was younger, brought up in a Christian school. I, I knew about it. But then I'm like, wow, you know, that's sick. You know, that Abraham was no joke. He's like, I'm going to kill this boy. You know, and I remember looking at it at the age of eight, and I remember staring at it, just admiring it. And then the librarian, his name was Joe Irizarry. He was there. He was there. He comes up, and he sees me staring at it. And I'm saying instead of, because he used to say, yo, shoo, 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 get away. You know, it's, it's time for me to open up the library. You know, we used to take books whenever we weren't supposed to, so he couldn't really trust me. So he, instead of saying that, he comes right next to me, and he starts staring at it. And I remember this because... I was looking at the ram that was caught in the bush because it looked like a goat, but yet a sheep. I was confused. So I asked him just small talk. I'm like, what is that? Pointing to the ram. But he said, that's what faith looks like. That's what faith looks like. And I won't forget it because I remember I was just like, that's not what I was asking him. I was asking about that little goat. But I remember because I remember that that's what faith looks like. Abraham taking his son. He's about to kill his son, you know? Verse 10, then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11, 
But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Verse 13. Abraham looked up and there in the thicket he saw a ram caught by his horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day, it is said, on the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Hallelujah. When walking by faith, you got to know that God will provide. Number five, for the doubt, walking by faith, you know that God will provide. God will always provide. God will always provide. Get that in your mind. God will provide no matter what. You walk in faith. Just because it gets a little bumpy on the road, you can't trust what you see. You walk by faith, not by what you see. Come on now, somebody. There are people in here going through situations, a test from God. And it's getting hard to do it. Oh, God, I'm walking by faith, Father. You said that my family will come to you, Father God. They're getting even worse, Father God. I can't even believe it, Father. I can't even do this no more, Father. I might even go back because I don't even see a change. God will provide. God will provide. The thing about it, God is always on time. God is always on time. Father God, it's getting hard, Lord. Father God, I can't even do it. My brother's thinking about committing suicide. Father God, I need your help. God will provide. Next day in church, you see old boy in in church. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on now. Praise God. God is always on time. On time. But look, look, not on your time, but his time. You see? Not when you want it most because you don't know. See, what you're looking at is a little bitty bit of the picture. God sees the whole masterpiece. You know, God's waiting for that time where just barely you can't do it no more. You got to rely on him. God will provide. He is always on time. Elon, if you can come up with the keys for me. When when I when I read this story, you know, you can read something in the in the Bible one time. And read it again a second time, and God will just give you revelations about it. Amen? Amen. I mean, going over it, I didn't know I could get all this from that. But it wasn't even me. It was God giving me the revelation of his scripture, taking things and saying, you know what? Look at Abraham's story. How did he do it? He walked by faith. He walked by faith. How much harder was it for him to say, you know what? Man, I'm going to have to kill my son. You had, throughout the whole time, and never said he was complaining. And never said he was complaining. And never said in verse 3, early next morning, Abraham got up, complained, argued a little bit, kicked his donkey, he saddled it up, and then left. No. He walked by faith. He trusted God. Amen. I want you guys to you know, get in the, the attitude of prayer. We're going to close out in, in prayer. But I want you to know that yet there are five things you do when you walk by faith. There are five things that will hinder your walk. Come on now. There are going to be five, not necessarily five things, but I'm going to give you five things that hinder your walk. And in the attitude of prayer, 
you guys be honest to yourselves. You guys realize and look at your life and your walk with the Lord. Man, have, man, God's been testing me. Have I been walking in faith? Five things that will hinder your walk. Number one, doubt. Doubt is the exact opposite of faith. If you have doubt, you don't have faith. You understand that? They repel each other. They repel each other. Doubt, it's a disease. You might have a little bit of doubt, but then it starts to grow. Don't let it grow. Do not let it go. Have faith in God. You walk in faith. Amen. Another thing that can hinder your walk, fear. Fear. So, man, God, I hear what you say, but I'm not sure if that's going to really go down like that. You see, because, you know, um, my son, I'm already old, God. If you take him away, you're going to have to do a double miracle for me to have another son, God. You don't have fear. You trust God. Amen. You trust God. Blessed is the man that makes the Lord his trust, Psalm 44. You are blessed. And sure enough, Abraham was blessed later on. We see that God provided. And through Abraham, God had the nation of Israel blessed. Do not fear. Do not fear. One other thing that will stop you in your walk by faith is pride. Come on. Pride will stop you. Pride is the one that has you planted just where you are and you're not even walking. You're not even walking. Pride is the one that says, wait, God, I hear what you say. I don't doubt that you can do it. I'm not afraid of it. But I'd rather do it my way. I'd rather do it my way. Oh, Adam, we'll talk to that person. He's lonely by himself. You know, I will use you to speak to him. Man, God, you know what? Um, he's, uh, you know, he's homeless and um, he smells. It really has to be somewhere right now, God. You know, and, you, you know, I. Are your things greater than the things of God? Get this in your mind. You are not greater than God. What God has for you. Is the greatest thing you ever have in your life. But you can stop that if you have pride and say, you know what? It's going to be my way. It's going to be my way. Come on. Well, Adam, you know what? Maybe I don't doubt. Maybe I don't have fear. Maybe I don't have pride. Maybe I'm doing all these things, but yet you may be disobedient. You may be disobedient. And disobedience ties in with all these other things. But don't deceive yourselves. You may be disobedient. Well, um, I'm going to do it for so long, and then I'm going to stop. And then I'm going to do it again and stop. No, God tells you to do something. You do it. Get it done. The last and fifth thing that can hinder your walk is sin. You see... That if Abraham still did not doubt, he had no fear, there was no pride, he did not disobey, but yet he was living a sinful life. Come on, somebody, that can be some of you here in this church, in this very youth group, that you're doing all these things, all glory be to the Lord, but yet in your secret life, 
and the things no one sees, you are sinning. God's looking at that. Like, come on now. You're not walking by faith. You are rebelling. Do it my way. Obey my commands. Amen. Walking by faith. That should be on everybody's heart tonight. We'll say, Adam, you know what? I knew what it is to walk by faith. And this story, it's, it's a cool story. And, man, you know what? It's, it's going to take something for me to be like that. Amen. Here's the best part. You're not doing it on your own. You're not doing it on your own. See, you don't rely on your own strength, but the strength and the wisdom and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Come on now. You see, because if you would have been doing it your way, it would have been messed up. And how many know it is messed up? You know, we live in messed up and we realize, man, God, where'd you go? What's happening? Well, God said, you know what? You're not doing it. Maybe you're walking by sight. You rather do things that make you feel comfortable and it's easier to see and easier to grasp so that you can say, oh, I have enough faith. So that builds up your faith. You see, God told Abraham to do all these things. God tested Abraham to build up his faith, to make his faith stronger. You see, I'm going to use Pastor Adolfo as an example. You see, when he first came, I remember I was here at the church and I was in and out. But I remember when he first came, he wasn't even you know, saved at that time. He came from a friend, and I remember seeing him, and he's two different people. All glory be to the Lord, but, you know, how, how did he get to the place where he's at right now? You know, to be a pastor, to be in charge of the youth group, to once not even being saved, now leading it, following God's steps, following the voice of God for everyone here. How? He walked by faith. Walked by faith. Walk by faith. Walk by faith. You, know? you realize it. And I've been saying walking by faith this whole entire time. You walk by faith. You walk by faith. You know where you're going? You're going closer to God. Amen? When you walk by faith, you're getting closer to God. You're saying, God, I see all these things in front of me, God, and my eyes deceive me, but I'm going to get closer to you. Because where your heart, that's where I want to be, Father. What you have planned for me, that's what I want. Father God, though you slay me, Joe said. Though you kill me, I will serve you. Come on now. Will we say that? Man, God, if you kill me, man, I don't even know. But Lord, may your will be done in my life. Father, if that's what it takes, my life, sacrificing my life for your glory, may it be done for your glory, Father God. Amen. And the attitude of prayer. You know, hearing all these things, walking by faith and knowing the five things to do and knowing the five things that will hinder your walk. You know, these altars are open. And I want you guys to come up here. If you know, if a shadow of a doubt, if you thought about it, like, man, I did that. Or, yeah, man, that's, that's me. See, see he thinks this. Everyone. <laughs> Even myself was guilty of it. You're having doubt in God. See, this is not the time to see, oh, who's better than who? Who is the perfect Christian? Who's been living it to this far? This is the time for like, man, God, I need more of you. I need more of you because you see, God, I can't do it. I can't do it on my own, Father. And I realize that and I need your help. I need your help, Father. I need you to guide me. 
I want to trust in you, Father God. I want to. Father, give me the faith for it. So if that's you here tonight, no one is looking around. No one is looking around. If that is you, I want you to come up to the front. Come up to the front. Come up to these altars. They're open. And this is time for you to just pray on your own. Say, God, I need more of you. I need more of you because I know my life, I'm going to do a lot of walking by faith. Because one, I already believe in you. So the rest thing I'm going to be doing is walking by faith. So, Father God, I just want to grow closer to you. Amen. Father God, I want to be where you want me to be, what you want me to do. Amen. Father God, Lord, I pray that you speak to the hearts today right now, Father God, that in the name of Jesus, Father God, they know who they are, that they come up to the front, Father God, not for show, but, Father, to get more closer to you, Father God, to have a relationship, Father God, that not for